What's poppin' everybody? It's your boy Dota, and welcome to episode 6 of Inside These Minds. And this time, I have a pretty absolute flames guest here today. <laughs> he made some absolute bangers left, right, and center on the CKDJ airwaves. I'm with Dre. What's up, everybody? What's going on? So, pretty much what is, like... You've been like killing the game lately with like from the from Venom, Apple Cider, like you name it. What can you tell me about? What can you tell the audience about yourself? Uh, well, I've been doing this for a bit, but only really kind of just got got a little bit of momentum going in the last year or two. Um, I don't like to consider myself like a traditional hip hop artist. I kind of I take a lot of influences from different genres. I've got a little bit of influence from uh, electronic music, a little alternative rock, a little hip hop, R and B pop so i kind of i i call it the dre sound it's there's not really a sound to describe it but um i think that's what makes my stuff so unique and so special and and that's what makes people want to listen is that i've got a i've got this kind of unique sound about me um and i just work hard man you know i i've i've always been kind of one to to put my head in the sand and and do the work that i need to do Uh, and that's not stopping anytime soon so yeah well that's great (laughs) well just that when uh, when did you actually start making music? Uh, what, did you grow like from nobody from an early age, or was it like recently? Uh, a little bit of call me call and beat. Yeah, my dad was uh, my dad always played guitar growing up, so like I grew up in a house with, that was like a, of music lovers. I mean, it was never anything serious for him. Like he'd play he'd play guitar at church, he'd sing at church, do that thing, um, and my mom would kind of sing along whatever. There was always music playing in the house. So grade nine. I'd say I started playing uh, playing guitar and kind of learning how to do like read sheet music. I still can't read sheet music, but <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, it's tough, man. I know the feeling. The fact that I took music class pretty much almost throughout high school, and I could barely read sheet music. So it's tough, man. It's 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 a whole other beast. But um, I'm I'm a firm believer that music you just kind of you feel it. So I don't I don't think it's necessary to read sheet music, but that's that's besides the point. But yeah, I know so. I started in guitar classes, and then my guitar teacher, Gord Black, um, I haven't seen him in a while. I miss him. But he uh, he started he got me into to singing, and he's, he started doing some vocal lessons and vocal training with me, and he actually got me my first live gig. I must have been, what, in grade 10? I was like Jeez. 15, I think. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of all spreaded from there. I started, I mean, I, went, I played college ball in Barry, so that was kind of my first love was basketball. So music so, was never really my focus, but like if uh, anyone may not know, like Dre, he's actually pretty tall in person, and like he's you know, I'm like five, like I'm like five nine, five ten, and you're like what, like six, six eight, six eight, yeah. yeah. So parents, I'm like short, man. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, man. Yeah. I say that every time somebody says so, but yeah, it's uh, so basketball was my first love. Um, so I wasn't really focused on music, but um, I did some damage to my knee, and then I came Ooh. home, and I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? Um, and then actually two of my high school friends, uh, Braden and Matt, much loved Braden and Matt, yeah. um, asked if I wanted to be a guitarist and do some backup singing and everything else in, uh, in this band they had going on the second Silverado, um, which kind of led me to deciding I wanted to pursue audio engineering as like in school. Yeah. Um, so then myself and Matt, we, we took that, that program and we kind of learned the, the back end of things. Uh, the recording, the mixing, the producing, that kind of thing. Um, played some shows as a second Silverado. Got as far as to do uh, the big money shot on Live Date 5. And then everything kind of came to a halt. Now, I'd always had this love for hip-hop music, but that was rock music. Yeah. 
so when that kind of came to it came to a halt, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can maybe I can kind of put some focus into the hip hop side of things, and then it just went like it just took off. Um, so it started out as King, and actually <laughs> CKDJ showed me a lot of love when I was when I was still King. Yeah. Um, one of my tracks was I, I think it was like number two or number one on the the end of year music survey. Yeah, the one year. Um, and yeah, then it just kind of it kind of went from there. And yeah, so. <laughs> Um, when it comes to like you making your music or like sampling any kind of music, what were some of the influences or like any of the um, inspirations you've gone from making music from depending on like what music you made over the years? Yeah, um, I would say my biggest influence bar none is Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. B- yeah. Bar none, um, the guys. I mean, he's a multi instrumentalist. He sings, he raps, he produces, he composes, he does like orchestral production. Like he's he's an incredibly talented, humble human being. Um, and so I, I take a lot of not just like musical influence, but just a way to, to handle myself professionally yep. from the way he is. Um, but I mean, Kendrick obviously is huge. Um, that I've, man is crazy with the bars. He's nuts. He's nuts. I've been listening to uh, to Method Man since yep. I was like 11. Um, Eminem, same thing, Biggie. Um, as far as production, I listen to a lot of Diplo, a lot of early Skrillex, yeah. uh, 21 Pilots, Ooh. like even into the, the, the alternative rock side of things, USS. Um, so I, I take, you know, there's, I don't, I try not to pigeonhole myself. Yeah. Uh, influence, influence wise, I listen to a lot of different music. I had a, like a heavy metal phase when I was in Ooh. grade 12. So like it's, you know, I kind of take little bits and pieces of everything that I've listened to and everything that I like and make it me. Um, yeah. And since you're like also an engineer as well, which you mentioned, uh, how long does it usually uh, take to make the perfect beats uh, or like the kind of sound you were looking for, depending on like, does it take like whether days, weeks or a couple minutes? Uh, how long does it take? Oh, it's tough. It depends. Um, sometimes it just kind of like hits you like a lightning bolt and you've, you're finished a beat, sometimes finished a track, like I finished full tracks in an hour or two hours. Uh, and then there's some tracks where I've produced the beat. And then four years later, I decide I want to write something to it. Yeah. Um, perfect example, the new one I've got coming out, Higher, that's dropping in January. I finished the beat for it, like, November of 2017. Yep. Wrote some of the lyrics in early 2018, but only just finished up the production and the mixing and everything else recently. All right. So it really just depends. It's kind of like people people say, you know, it's it's work. But people say that, like, if you sit down and do it, you can do it. So that works for some people, but me, I find myself if I, if I'm if I sit down and I have inspiration, I can go 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 go. But if I don't have inspiration, it's crickets. I can't really you know. So it's uh it's it's frustrating sometimes to sit there and kind of be like, you know, nothing's coming, nothing's working, um, and I just have to take a step back and I focus on other stuff, administrative stuff, on emails, applications, whatever yeah. else. But um, yeah, it really depends. It really depends on the kind of mood I'm in and what kind of music I'm making. I mean. Some of the, I mean, you know, you hit you hit me up last night with right. one of the bangers I was working on. Oh, yeah. that, that beat took me all of ten minutes. It's just not like I so. meant. <laughs> but the thing is, when you yeah. uh, put up the those two beats on your Instagram, yeah. uh, um, like the first one was like, all right, it's like I could actually bop to that one. But the second was just absolute fire, though. It's like <laughs> it's something I could actually dance to, like during sometime early, well later in the uh, the winter season. But it's mostly more of like the summertime kind of vibes. Yeah. Like honestly, it's like. Like I can a Travis da- Scott thing, kind of like that, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. with the uh, 
when he uh, put out uh, Sickle Mode, it's like, dude, yeah. it's like absolutely fire, though. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I was going for. And it's like, and that's the thing is like, I, I, I pride myself in being able to jump between styles because yeah. like higher is kind of a, I mean, it has hip hop elements to it, but it's 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 a very dancey tune. Yeah. But then I can go like swing the whole other way and hit that like that trap Travis Scott Drake kind of yeah. vibe to it too, and not have it feel inauthentic and still be me. Um, so I, I like that. I like that. All right. So usually, like, when it comes to like at least kind of like. Well, it's more of like the whole lyric size to it, side to it, but usually it doesn't take you that long to make the, to write up the lyrics, right? right. Yes and no. Um, and I actually had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. I, I write best when I'm in a place where I'm frustrated or yeah. upset or something's happened. Yeah. Um, so Escape, my first album, perfect example. I was like in between relationships. I had people who would do me wrong, like, oh, like girls, yeah. other people. Um, there was a lot of opportunities that were like, I was having doors closed in my face. I was losing jobs, whatever else. Um, so it's like that, that kind of headspace. It, at that point, it's just me getting some stuff, some stuff off my chest. You know what I mean? Um, whereas if I'm in a, in a, in a good place in a happy place, it's a different headspace for me to write. And it's not necessarily as easy. Um, Dallas Green actually from, from Alexis on Fire and City in Color. He said it one time, he says, I don't write music when I'm happy. I go out and I skateboard when I'm mad or when I'm upset. That's when I write music. And I'm kind of in the same, the same vein, but I'm kind of training myself to, to get into like the, you know, like it's okay to be happy and still write music. Like it, it doesn't need to be a means of getting stuff off your chest. It can be a means of, of expression in, in a happy, happy way too. You know what I mean? Um, Cause it was always kind of a way of me expressing my frustration and my sadness Le- not as much as as it was like I I didn't make party tunes or didn't make like that happy kind of like yeah you know I love my life right. vibe for a while um, so I'm only just kind of getting into that headspace but yeah it just depends like if if I've had if I go through a bad breakup I'll write five songs in a week oh jeez <laughs> yeah yeah um, the grind never stops the Taylor Swift of hip hop oof but <laughs> oof. But yeah, no. So, I mean, if I'm if I'm in a good place, like right now, I'm in a good place. My girlfriend and I've been together for almost two years. Congrats! And it's like, yeah, you know, it's so it's it's a different writing space, but it's it's still fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, when it comes to uh, your like, what can you tell me about the uh, the albums you worked on, like Try Escape, or like, is there like, are you making a new album like right now, or that's the goal? Yeah. Um. So Escape was kind of like when I was when I was king. Before I changed my name to Dre, when my when I was king, it was just kind of like I was just putting out whatever I was making, whether it be mixtapes, whether it be little EPs, whatever. Um, Escape, which was my first my first album under Dre, was my my first time that I ever actually like sat down and was like, I want to make a record, yeah. something I can sell, something that can hit Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, and that took me almost two years, Jeez. but it turned out like better than I could have possibly expected. Yeah. Um, and it got a lot of love. It got me a lot of opportunities. And then I kind of, I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself to try and recreate that rather yeah. than just doing me. Um, but yeah, so like Escape was was kind of that that realm. And then we moved on to Try. So Matt and Brayden and I have been playing together for almost a decade. All right. um, and they play live, but we kind of wanted to try and, and experiment and see like what it would sound like if we recorded what we play live in the studio 
and like had it professionally done because we'd never done it. We for as long as we've been playing together, we'd never actually accomplished having that done. Um, so we kind of did a we did a GoFundMe to raise some funds to to pay for the studio time and 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 everything else. And we went through that process, and it was a it was it was a tough process. There were like 13, 14 hour days in the studio. Um, people think it's glamorous. It's not glamorous, bro. Ooh, yeah. Recording vocals for six hours with the same song over and over and over again. Like it's it's tough. It's um, time to like uh, perfect something. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is like you know escape. I did that all in my bedroom. Yeah. So it's like I mean it's a quote unquote safe space. Like I don't have it. Nobody's nobody else is listening. I can mess up as much as I want. Yeah. And not have to stress about it. Where if you're in the studio, you're paying for that time. Yeah. If you're messing up over and over and over again, you start to think about that. And you're like, oh, I'm paying for this time. I'm wasting people's time. They're getting frustrated in there with me. Like you, it starts, you get thoughts in your head and, and then it just, it spirals. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, try, try was definitely like a, a great experience to, tr- to get that kind of, that different approach to the recording process. Um so they were, they were two very different projects, and I'm really happy with how both of them turned out. Um, but yeah, I think this this next one is going to be closer to Escape um, in the sense that I'm doing a lot of the production and a lot of recording and everything yeah. at my house. Um, yeah, so that's the, I'm, I can probably safely say that's coming out late spring, early summer. Of this year? Yeah. All I right. don't know how many tracks it's going to be, but it's going to be a full length. All right. Um, and yeah, the first single... Like I said, the first single hire is dropping at the end of the end of the the month, and uh, it's got a video I shot for it while my girlfriend and I were in Hawaii. Ooh. So it's yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those like FOMO. It's the middle of the winter; everybody's cold. Here's some heat for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> enjoy. Um, yeah, so I think it's gonna be. I think it's. Uh, I think it's gonna do well. I think people are gonna enjoy it. Were there like any? Uh, even though you someone explained it already, were there like any ups and downs with like? music wise or like for example producing like a beat or writing down the lyrics or like when it comes to or like maybe filming a music video where there like any uh any hecticness or no, like any good vibes coming off of that or yeah i mean there's always you're always going to hit roadblocks um like there the i there i there's too many times i can count where i've been like i'm not that good at what i'm doing like like you get that imposter syndrome yeah. where it's like, am I actually good or am I just like, am I fooling myself and fooling other people? And I think that's a constant struggle with artists. Um, and I'm sure there's tons of other artists out there that feel the same way, regardless of what level they're at in their career. You start, you kind of have that vibe of like, I'm not that good. Yeah. And like, and you have to get yourself, you have to push yourself past that. And it's through the entire process. Like, like you can be releasing a project and promoing it and being like, it's not even that good. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough because you've heard it from the ground up. Whereas the people who are listening to it only hear the finished project. So they hear the finished project and they're like, well, this is amazing. And you're like, yeah, but I know where it came from. And it may not necessarily, you may not necessarily be happy with, fully happy with how it came out. Um, and that's the same for, for music videos. Like you see where it started how it was edited, you might not be happy with certain cuts, but people have no idea that, that you're not happy with it or that it could have been this. So it, you, you kind of have to like take a step back and put yourself in the listener and the viewer's shoes and be like, they're only seeing this. So judge this. Don't judge the full scope because the full scope is 
the full scope for a reason. There's there's a reason that happens behind closed doors. Um, yeah, it's not always fun in games, but like it's work, All and right. it's and if if you want it to be if you want to be successful and you want to make a career out of this and you want to do this full time, it's going to be work and it's not always going to be fun, and you just kind of have to convince yourself of that and like get pa- get through those roadblocks and those those lows to be able to celebrate the highs. All right, yeah. and also or when. It- have when it comes to like you mentioned you like were like traveling to like Hawaii and stuff where have you ever thought of the idea of at least getting some sort of like a different musical style based on like the countries you traveled like whether if the person would go to like somewhere like in like Brazil or like some so one of the countries in like uh, South America or somewhere within like Africa like how French Montana and Swahili end up uh, filming Unforgettable in, like, Uganda? Or have you ever thought of at least going, at least go to a, travel to a country and at least see how the people are, like, how we interact and at least thought of, like, what kind of beats would incorporate uh, that specific, like, country or continent or what? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I think a perfect example that I've, I've, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the reincarnation video, like, movie that Snoop did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with yeah. Diplo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, I mean, obviously not in the same realm, but whenever I travel, I like to, I like to see the cultural side. I'm not trying, like if I'm going to Hawaii, I'm not trying to go to Waikiki beach. Yeah. I mean, I can go to Miami beach. I can go like a beach is a beach. Yeah. If I'm going to an Island or if I'm going to a country, I want to be able to see how the people there live and their culture, their dance, their music, everything. Like, like I went to Jamaica a few years ago, same thing. I still keep in touch with some artists that I met while I was there just to see what they're doing. And I've tried, like we've tried to collaborate. It hasn't really worked, but um, I think that's, that's if, if I had, if I won the lottery, for example, I think that's what I would do. I would take a year and I would just travel throughout the world and create one song, two songs with artists from that area using styles and kind of incorporating that into the sound. Cause I think that's fun. I mean, if you, you pigeonhole yourself, if you, if you just kind of stick to one style and say like, this is what I know. This is what I've been surrounded with. This is what I've listened to my whole life. There are so many different cultures and styles of music, and music is such an integral part of so many cultures around the world that that's it's it's incomparable to what to what we have here. Like music here, it's it's commercial. It's it's you know it's capitalism. Whereas you know even South America, Africa, Asia, like it's it's a cultural piece like it's it's something that they they use spiritually it's something they use like it's it's a different it's a different vibe altogether um and i think being able to kind of tap into that would be really cool being able to travel and and uh and kind of touch on touch on those influences would be really really cool oh, that's pretty yeah. cool well we sort of come up to this point where i would do this segment called production junction <laughs> So production junction is a segment that I've done in the past couple of episodes where like the guest would end up listening to three or four, depending like how many songs I put in, well, well snippets of the, uh, the song. Like I will, you at least just give your opinion on the, like from like the production side, lyric wise, like what it is. And I managed to like choose three. The first one is like being with uh, Ice Cube. Okay. Uh, one which is like a local artist, uh, the Lionels, and one from like a oh, well-known Lionels. Shouts out to the Lionels, Zach, Robbie. I love you guys. And th- the last song I chose, it's uh, something different, which uh, you might not expect. It's the 
hypnotic, I'm the narcotic, so if you spot it, acting robotic, freeze, just like a mannequin, and then start panicking, I'm too hard for you, I love that still wanna treat it like barbecue. Yeah, so, the, so pretty much that was uh, Ice Cube's song, That New Funkadelic, from his uh, Everything Corrupts album that came out like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like, what were your thoughts on that That came one? out a couple weeks ago? Like, I think so, like... Really? I think it was like last month at least. That sounds like it could have been like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. He keeps it. He keeps that style the same, man. I love that. So, like, what were your thoughts on, like, uh, the beat-wise at least? Well, the beat, I would have thought that that was like late 80s, early 90s hip-hop. Yeah. Like, I would have thought that that's something that he put out, like, NWA days or, like, yeah. shortly after. Well, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, well, that, and that's that's what's dope about it is he, he's maintained that style. Like, he's, he's stayed true to who he is, and I'm sure that that's going to that, blow up. Yeah. Because, like... That style still holds true. Um, like, like I said, that synth bass, that like, I, I absolutely love that. Um, and like, it's he's he's not trying to be overly lyrical or not trying to play into the you know the contemporary kind of like like hype hip hop of today. He's just he's doing Ice Cube. He's doing what he does. Um, yeah, I love it, man. I think that's dope. Yeah, I didn't even know that that came out like recently. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was early '90s. Nah, it's just that. Um, if you like saw the the music video for, I don't know if you saw the music video for that new Funkadelic. It was some straight up um, Funkad, not Funkad. Well, I wouldn't say like more of like a psychedelic, but uh, yeah. kind of like a kaleidoscope kind of vibes. Cool. Uh, yeah, kind yeah, of that like, works. Yeah, kind of like how, like for example. I got to see the movie Doctor Strange and involved like full on like kaleidoscope magic sorcery kind of vibes. It's like, yeah, it actually reminds me of that like instantly though, but just it's completely different in its own unique way. Well, for sure. And like I said, he's he's not when you hear that, you know it's Ice Cube. Yeah. You know right away. It's not it's not like, "Oh, who's this? This kind of sounds like no, you know definitively right away it's Ice Cube," oh, yeah. which is important for a musician, right? Like so much of hip hop nowadays and I mean, there's some very, very, very talented artists doing great work that I think everybody's kind of following. Um, but a lot of it's just, it's just it's the same thing, all diluted into the same pond. Um, so for for Cube to keep doing what he's doing, that's that's very dope. I all like right. that. Yeah. All right. So the second song is obviously from the Linos, which I explained yeah. before. But it's this it's of their song. Uh, on our way, big leagues. Okay. I know they're absolute banger on CKDJ. Like no matter what. I'll just go on at least let you like take a listen like what it is. So like what's your uh, your thoughts on like the production and the lyrics? Um I mean I've known these guys for a long time. I've known Zach and Robbie and them for a long time. Um Zach's got an incredible voice. Like All that's right. that there is probably very little like pitch correction done to those vocals. Um I've seen them live. That's what you hear is what you get live, which is amazing. Um I really like the vocal harmonies that kind of like sit around the main vocal. Oh yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um they're not conflicting with it, they're kind of adding to it. Um the drum tones are really, really nice on that on that that track. Uh I don't know where they recorded that. I don't know where you guys recorded that. Robbie, I'm going to hit you up because I want to know where you recorded that. Those are really nice drum tones. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's a banger. It's Those guys know how to put on a show. They know how to write music. 
They've been doing it for a long time. They've, they're still relevant All and right. still having success for a reason. Um, yeah, I know. I dig it. I like it. All right. And the last song that I've chosen, like, were you a much of a – have you ever watched, like, any anime growing up? Uh, Not as much, no. My brother was big into anime, um, and I have friends who are big into it, but I never watched much of it growing up, no. All right. So this last song is called Ask DNA. Um, it's ba- made by the seatbelts, but the thing is, uh, this song was made specifically for this uh, movie called Cowboy Bebop, Knock on the Heaven's Door. Uh, it's pretty much a show based, it's a movie based on like the show, uh, Cowboy Bebop, just the only difference is that the movie took place between episodes 22 and 23. Okay. And just this song uh, played at the beginning of the movie as like the intro opening, stuff like that. And I'm just going to let you at least take a listen to it. Cool. Cool, very cool. It's got like this kind of, there's this like organ playing in the back that kind yeah. of carries the 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 hoppiness of the track. Yeah. Um, the drums, I feel like the drums could use a little bit more of like a like a hit, a little bit more of a slap in the face. Yeah. Um, the vocal hook, if that was the hook, the vocal hook's really catchy. Yeah. Like it's, you can find yourself right. whistling it or singing, singing it. But um, yeah, I really like that organ that was kind of like pulsing in the back. Yeah, the uh, fact, it, it carries the song forward. Yeah, yeah, the fact that the beginning of the song uh, has like that uh, organ synth, well, kind of like those uh, techno poppy uh, yeah. synthesizer from like the eighties and stuff. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, at this, I was just about to say it's got like kind of that like eighties, um, like almost like a Talking Heads vibe. Yeah. 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 And also, like, when it comes to like, have you ever like at least? Um, like in a way, when it comes to like gigs, were you ever like nervous uh, doing it the first time? Or oh yeah, yeah. Like, are you like still nervous when it comes to like doing gigs now, as to uh, you did like when you first came up as like an artist uh, back then? Oh, when I first started out, I was like I was nauseous before almost every show. Um, but I mean that's a good thing, right? Like it's if you're not nervous and anxious and excited before a show, you're not doing it right. Um, it means that it's not it's not speaking to you the way it should. Um, now, nowadays, I mean, I've done it so much, like, uh, I can't even count how many shows I've played now, but, um, so if it's just like a small bar gig where there's like 30, 40 people in the crowd, I'm not really that nervous. I kind of get into it. I get into the groove pretty quick. Uh, the, in the weeks leading up to playing Blues Fest in 2017, I was physically ill. I was so stressed out and Uh, so nervous. Yeah. Um, and it, it went great. It was, it was an amazing set. We had a great time. But I like I didn't eat anything for 24 hours before oh, that set. Geez, that I just have... couldn't. I couldn't. Um, and then after the set, we went to the food tent, and I just I think I had three plates of food. I was Dang. so hungry. Yeah. Um, so it just depends. Yeah, it depends on the gig, like the game show. It's too bad that it got canceled because that was going to be the biggest oh, the biggest right. one to date. And I'm sure I would have been in the same. I would have been a wreck for the for like three or four days beforehand. But um, right. like I said, if you're if you're not feeling that way. I think you kind of have to ask yourself if it really means that much to you because, like, if if it's something that you really care about and something that you want, you're going to be worried. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be excited. It's it's natural. So it's you kind of have to, like, remind yourself of that and, and, and tell yourself that and be like, you know, everything's going to be okay. You're feeling this way for a reason. You're feeling this way because 
you care because you want it. So you want everything to go right. You want it to be perfect. That's why you're feeling this way. Um, so yeah, I've definitely been nervous before shows. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's a pretty pretty normal normal thing to have, but not as much anymore. But yeah, for sure. Um, when you found out that um, the game show got canceled, um, how mad or upset you were when you found out about it? Like, who uh, like managed to contact you about that? So it was uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was Diamond Mine. Who shouts out to Diamond Mine? They do a lot of work in the city. Um, they bring a lot of big names through. Actual, actual facts. Yeah. So Diamond Mine and then Algonquin Student Association. They were kind of co-promoting, um, but it was it was uh, Brandon from Diamond Mine who got a hold of me, and he, you know, like he was devastated too. Obviously, it's yeah. it's not something you want to hear, but unfortunately, the way these things work, they have to show that the business is there, show that the show is booked, show that they're selling tickets, that there's promoters, venues fans that are going to be benefiting from having this tour take place before they're allowed to apply for, you know, the TRP or, or visa applications or whatever else it may be. Um, so it's kind of a backward system in that sense, but it makes sense at the same time. Um, so that when I got that news, I mean, I'm always one who, when I, when I hear a no or when I hear bad news, it's like I'm bummed and then I move on. Yeah. Like you, you just have to because you're going to hear no – and you're going to have bad news way, way more often than you're going to hear yes and have good news in this industry. Way more often. So I just kind of water off a duck. And then I went home and I made some beats. Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, frustration breeds inspiration. Um, yeah. So there's still there's still lots going on. But, yeah, it's 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 a bummer. Um, and it's a bummer not just for me, for, for it being a big opportunity. It's a bummer for for the game because yeah. he hasn't been to this, the country in 15 years oh, yeah. and he's released a lot of music in that time so like that's a whole fan base that he's not been able to touch because yeah. of logistics and, and semantics and whatever else um, it's a bummer for the promoters it's a bummer for the venue it's a bummer for the fans it's just you know it, it is what it is but um, yeah I was frustrated but I mean it's it's out of out of everybody's control there's not much that anybody can do about it it is what it is Um and you just keep keep rolling. Yeah. All right. Um, so during like during your free time uh, at home, or like depending on if you're like hanging out with your friends, have you like out of nowhere decided to like freestyle to a beat, or you hear, or what? Uh, <laughs> I would say I'm not much of a freestyler. Um, it's something that I've. I mean, some guys are much more ta- naturally talented than others. Um, I've never been much of a freestyler. I always like. There's a lot of conscious thought that goes into my writing. It's yeah. always kind of experiences and, and everything else like that. Um, I mean, when I'm at a party every once in a while, just like jokingly, I'll freestyle, but it's never anything concrete. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been a few times where I'll go for two or three minutes with with just like basic, you know, whatever's coming to my head. Um, yeah, no, I've never been much of a freestyler, though. But. Hey, I was wondering if you like uh, don't mind uh, just for like jokes, if you want like freestyle like right now. Oh, <laughs> you got a beat? You got yeah, a beat for me? Yeah, I got. I managed to like do it like ahead of time, so you're all good. Oh, I like this. This is dope. Who is this? Um, so it is a non-copyrighted um, uh, music on YouTube. It is from. This is called Night Night Out by um, by Liquid. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh. 
the green dress and some high heels. You know, thief, put your eyes still. One look, so I cast the hook and start catching the chance I took. Now see, I cut the deck, flipped the nace. She like cook. Kate and Spade, expensive taste. She my queen of hearts, the Mona Lisa, finest piece of art. It's nice to meet you. I said, damn girl, you amazing. I start alive in the making. I still go back to the time that I love caught fire on the couch in my basement. I guess there's nothing new, we're living proof that the best things come in twos There's no question, put my trust in you, I took a jump and flew And now, oh, let the beat ride, let the beat ride Let the beat ride, let the beat ride, let the beat ride Now we play for keeps, cause there ain't no sleepin' in between sunrise and breakfast You're such a tease, lying there underneath the sheets Nothing on but your name and necklace, we're wild and reckless Alive when I'm close to you, cliffside with an ocean view We can hide our fears, take a dive in the open blue Can't fight what you know is true, you can ride the wave, surfboard like a Yonsai Nine days on the corner coast, everywhere we've been The ink in my skin reminds me of the place that I miss the most Call this a phase, don't care what they all say The heart knows when it feels at home, girl just stay back I promise I won't let you go. I'm here to let you know that you. Yo, that was killer. <laughs> that was killer, though. That beat was killer. Oh, yeah. Yo, I, 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 I kind of want to, if you can send me that link to that beat later. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> pretty much, um, like, you can, like, there's this uh, specific uh, YouTube channel called Non-Copyrighted Music, and honestly, like, I've used um, the beats off of that for like assignments or like for like YouTube for my uh, YouTube channel for like my vlogs, and honestly, like even though like I could try find other like beats or like sound effects for uh, on like a different website, out the YouTube, this YouTube channel in particular is like my go-to main one to go to when it comes to like here and there though. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. That was a cool beat. I like that. That's kind of like that that four on the floor like like just that kind of bouncy. I like I like that vibe. That was cool. All right. So, we come to like the end of the show where it's like since I mean, honestly, I didn't expect that we would like go up to like 34 minutes uh, <laughs> or like more because like usually I'm a talker. Like, all right. And I also like I don't mind like because you can like talk as much as you want and parents like most of the episodes I've gone through were like 26 almost 30 minutes and like, you hit that record, though, man. <laughs> so I was wondering, what is there, like, any, what music or anything you want to promote before we end off? Yeah, so, um, like I said, I got the I got the higher single and video dropping at the end of the month, the end of January. Um, and then you probably won't hear much from me for a couple months, um, kind of in album mode. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, but I'd say late May, early June, you'll, you'll have a full-length project. Um, show announcements between now and then. I've done all my festival applications, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Blues Fest and all those other festivals uh, come knocking. If you are on like Blues Mark, Fest, Mark, if you hear me, I'd love to play Blues Fest again, please. I was gonna say like if you did go to Blues Fest, like I'm definitely going to that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll, that'll be a lot. Of that. that was a lot of fun the first time, so I'm hoping uh, hoping we get on that again. But yeah, so I mean, um, after the single and the video drop, just gonna be kind of focusing on promoting that. But other than that, there's not gonna be much going on for the next couple months. Um, definitely stay tuned though, because you're gonna hit, you have a full length album by uh, by yeah early summer. All right, and also thanks for the listeners to listen for listening to episode six of Inside These Minds. I'll be putting up the the uh, the link into. I'll be putting up this episode on my SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com/slash Dumbia 
and me, I'll be putting the the audio on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Mr. Lego Man 2007. And I'll be putting obviously putting up the this episode onto CKDJ1079 Auto's new music. Like sometime in the coming days. Most likely by well on Friday or like by next Saturday. So if you have like any like socials that you want to like plug as well or yeah, you can find me everywhere online at It's Dre Music, I-T-S-D-R-A-E Music. Um, that's Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me out, man. Uh, no problem. Thank you, CKDJ. You guys always show me love. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have lots of new music for you guys soon. And also don't forget to, you can like follow me on Instagram at it Inside These Minds and also, like, for my personal, if you want to see, like, my everyday life, you can follow me on my, my other personal Instagram, which is Yoda Dauda Force 29 and also on my Snapchat and Twitter, which is at NarutoNerdHerd. And as always, see you later.